Blog Talk Radio. J20. Ring Top 5. Blog Talk Sports Radio. Yes, Ring Top 5. Blog Talk Sports Radio. 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 Like J20 say, you don't want to miss the show. Football, basketball, baseball, you know the drill. When it comes to sports, top five is the real deal. Free throws, jump shots, touchdowns, pump blocks, home runs, triple plays. He gon' blog in a different way. He got the internet locked down when it comes to sports in different cities, different states, different countries, all sorts. One and J20 is the perfect company. How your man, JT Live, right here on Lake Top 5 Sports Talk. Network, I'm your host Of course, man, we got a heck of a show for you today We're talking national championship College football Of course, we got Oregon versus the Ohio State Buckeyes We're going to be getting into that in just one moment Man, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show This is one heck of a week in sports Of course, you had a lot of things going on Um, NFL playoffs, we'll talk about that sometime next week But today, uh, we're going to be talking about the national championship game between Ohio State and the Oregon Ducks, the first ever playoff game for uh, Division One, Division One, uh, a college football man. So it's kind of exciting, and um, I can't wait for the big game on Monday on today. So we have a special guest in the building, my man Rod Arthur Williams. Man, he's a, he's a he's a he's an Ohio native. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. So I'm going to bring him in in just one moment. He's the author of the book Before You Start Banking. And uh, it's a feature on Black Enterprise Magazine, the whole nine yards. We're going to have Ryan in the building. He's going to be talking about the impact of uh, of the national championship in the state of Ohio. Even though, you know, he's in Chicago. He's living in Chicago. He's still an Ohio guy, of course. He's also, but he's a big Florida State fan. So we got to talk about that. Talk about James Winston and where he'll end up landing in the uh, NFL. But if you want to follow our show, you can follow us at Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. You can also go to Facebook and like our page, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Go to Facebook and like us. I want to give a big shout-out to my man, Michael McShane, from the Front House Sports Show. I was on this show this past weekend. They're also here on Blog Talk Radio. So if you get an opportunity, make sure that you tune into this show. It's very exciting. I love those guys. Had a lot of fun on their show this past week. So uh, make sure you tune in to them as well. But uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world of sports, and and um, you know, I want to talk about this game. And uh, you know, before before I bring my guests into the building, I, I, I want to talk about uh, what I thought was a great thing on the part of the NCAA. Finally, and um, Urban Meyer, who I think championed this, but the parents, I think it's per parents, they'll get a stipend, a stipend that would allow them twelve hundred dollars. Um, per person in order to travel to the game. And I think that's excellent because these kids, I mean, can you imagine the amount of money that this game is making, you know, this weekend? You've had two major bowl games. Last week, I think it was the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. This week, you know, they're going to be out west. So this is huge. This is huge. So those parents will get an opportunity to travel. You know, those kids that had their parents there. And I, I play college football. It's nothing like having your parents 
being able to come and see you play in a football game. So I'm happy that that has finally happened. So uh, we'll be here with you for the next uh, about 30 minutes or so. And uh, bringing you the um, talking about the sports. But again, I'm going to bring in my man, Ron Williams, into the building uh, this morning. Ron, what's going on? Hey, everyone. How you doing, JT? Hey, man. I'm doing fine. Glad to be here in the building. Glad to have you here in the building, man, to talk sports. I know if a lot of those people that don't know, Ron is uh, one of the members. We have a group here in the Chicago area called Ranked Top Fest break top five sports Chicago 24-7. So Ron is a member of that group, very interactive, that's on Facebook. So, Ron, and then your book, Before You Start Banking. Man, I wish I would have bought this book before I started banking. That would have been perfect. <laughs> that's what every so – and, and, and like I said, I, first of all, I do want to thank you for uh, bringing me on your show. You know, one thing I do talk about is money a lot, but I love sports, and I could talk sports all day just as much as um, I could talk money. And that's why I wrote the book before you start banking. I mean, you know, I got into the banking industry on a hum, like an incident type of thing. Just kind of started a job as a teller just because I needed a job. You know, the next thing you know, it was 2010. I was like, wow. You know, wow. so um, it kind of went fast. And everyone that, re- that reads it says, I wish I would have read this book when I was 18. I wish I would have read this book 30 years ago. And, you know, it may be a little bit overdue, but sometimes better late than never. And and it's a way to at least empower each person to not right. get taken advantage by the banking industry because it happens all the time. Yeah, no doubt about it. So I'm, I'm glad you wrote it. That's that's required. It's going to be required reading in my house for my boys coming up. And, and you oh, know, some things, of course, you know, we can learn as well. But, hey, I want to jump right into this college football game <clears throat> while time permits. Oregon versus Ohio State. I know you're an Ohio native, but you're a Florida State fan, but we want to talk about this, man. I mean, I was really impressed with Ohio State. A lot of people really didn't give Ohio State a lot of uh, a chance this season, especially after they lost Braxton Miller. They were down to their, their second quarterback. Then they ended up going down to their third-string quarterback in Cardale Jones. I think, I mean, Urban Meyer just has the formula to winning because there's no way with a third-string quarterback, I don't care what level of football you're playing, peewee, you know, Pop Warner, high school, third-string quarterback usually means the demise of your team. Talk to me about this Ohio State football team really quick because I, I know you're from the state, so talk to me, man. Okay, yeah, you know, I'm from Ohio, and believe it or not, I am not a Buckeye fan, even though wow. uh, everyone I know is, so I catch a lot of slack for that. But I do watch them. And, uh, like, and, and the first thing you said is, is you have it right. Urban Meyer has developed a successful winning in college football. He's done it from – uh, Bowling Green to Utah to Florida and, and of course, now Ohio State. So I think he's been around. I think he knows what it takes to win. Now, when I found out that Ohio State would play Alabama in the playoff game, mind you, I'm not an Ohio State guy, I uh, text two of my best friends who are Ohio State guys and told them, I don't think it's going to be an Alabama blowout whatsoever. I said, it's mm-hmm. going to be close. And, you know, one of my friends even said, well, we have, we're playing our third string. I just said, just something about this game, mm-hmm. just something about it, it it's going to be Ohio State's going to come to play. And, and, and not even just that, Ohio State takes their fans with them. I mean, and before they even selected the, the four teams, you know, when they bailed down to Ohio State, TCU, and uh, Baylor, I said, if, if – if Ohio State gets in, 
that will probably be the best for football because you're going to have a traditional matchup, teams with tradition, right. and it's going to be the best for the money. I'll just be honest with you. Ohio State is going to pay that money to come see their team perform. And the fact that they won did not shock me whatsoever. Um, it didn't shock me. And, and honestly, I think they're going to beat Oregon too. I um, yeah. I look at Oregon. I, I see a very strong team. You know, they did beat Florida State. But at the same time, Florida State had 530 yards of offense, five turnovers, and they and they pretty much shut it down in the third quarter. Uh, Ohio State is going to move the ball on them, and I think that as long as they protect it and they don't leave any points on the field, I think they'll win. And and, and I yeah. think that um, I really believe that Ohio State will win the game. Yeah, I, you know what? I and <clears throat> can you imagine what Virginia Tech is thinking right now? Because they're the only team that defeated. Uh, Ohio's this season, and a lot of people had Ohio State written off after that game and after they lost Braxton Miller. But, you know, as you look at this team and you look at some of the – I mean, in this game alone, you know, you have at least 10 potential uh, first and second round, you know, draft picks. You're talking about Marcus Mariota, of course, the, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, you're talking about Michael Bennett, defensive tackle for Ohio State, DeFoster Buckner from Oregon, Devin Smith, big playmaker oh, yeah, from uh, wide receiver from Ohio State. And when I looked at Ohio State early on, and I when I watched the Alabama game, I said to myself, the skill positions are going to have to step up in it, in this particular football game. And they did. I mean, those guys, down to their running backs, down to their receivers, they had to really step up and win that football game. And I, to be totally honest with you, I, I'm not an SEC fan. So I'll let people know out there. I'm oh, I know that. Alabama. I know that. Right. You know, <laughs> I think the SEC is overrated. I think you only have a couple of teams that are elite. I thought that Alabama played a so-so schedule, seeing that the SEC is not as tough, you know, as we saw what TCU did to Ole Miss. I mean, we saw these games well, and the bowl games. I mean, and, it, was, and it was atrocious. One thing farther, look what Georgia Tech did to Mississippi State. I mean, oh, I mean you know, yeah. you look at what Georgia Tech did. I mean, you can look at also, um, uh, it just kind of left my mind, uh, Missouri. Missouri came into the SEC and went to back-to-back SEC title games in the East. Yeah. And, and you're talking about teams with so much tradition, your, your Tennessees, your Florida, your Georgia, you know, South Carolina. And you can think about all the picks that they've produced. I mean, Missouri has come in from the Big 12, and the first thing they wondered was how long was it going to take for A and M and Missouri to catch up? It took them three years. <laughs> and, and what, That's it. Yeah, and what many people don't remember is that Missouri and Texas A and M were subpar Big Twelve teams. They, they weren't were at the mid, top. Middle of the road college teams. Period. I mean, right. when you talk about you know rankings, they may have been in the top twenty ish. Um, you know, right. all the way to just middle of the road. They came into the SEC dominant. Um, until this year, SEC, uh, Texas A&M had given Alabama a run, a very good run, And mm-hmm. except for this year. The last two years have been really good. Uh, Texas A&M actually beat them once. Right. So, you know, I, I'm with you on the SEC uh, being overrated. Uh, the only elite team I saw was Alabama, and even they had right. lost to Ole Miss. And uh, many people have written off the Big Ten. I'd even written off the Big Ten, but Ohio State came to play, and they won it fair and square. Mm-hmm. So you are right. I, I really do believe the SEC is overrated. And um, yeah. just going back to like it was before the um, SEC run where, where the talent is scattered. 
you know. Yeah. Um, even though FSU well, lost, they're still going to be there. Ohio State, your your organs. I will. Uh, I would like to see USC maybe possibly make a comeback. I, I feel that yeah, Texas I think is they on the way up, and I think Texas mm-hmm. is on the way up too. So that's going to yeah. make that um, Baylor, TCU, Texas. Uh, those three games in the Big 12 are going to be interesting too because I think they're all going to be, you know, coming back and, and, and stronger than ever. Yeah, and I think the Big 12 is going to have to get a t- – they're going to have to get a title game. And that's one of the issues I had with this playoff system. And, and before we get into Oregon, I, I want to talk about this really quick because to me, and this is my opinion, I think you need to at least have eight teams. And when you have – they have the Power Five conferences that are involved with this, you know, this is my assessment. To me, you have to win your conference championship. If you win your conference championship, it should be an automatic bid, bid to me if you come out of the Power Five because it doesn't make sense, you know, what's the incentive for a Wisconsin to play extremely hard against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game? What's the incentive for Missouri to play hard against uh, Alabama in the SEC title game? There's no buy-in for the team that's not ranked in the top four. So if they broke it down to at least eight, you know, at least the Ohio State, if they lost to Wisconsin, they still have a shot to get into that game. And and since you're only dealing with the Power Five conferences, you know, that should be able to happen. I think that, to me, that's the only issue that I see with it immediately. But I like the playoffs. It's fair and square. The best teams are going to win. Now, it's not going to be a hype game because I call this, and I, I said this uh, a few weeks ago, uh, the SEC has a hype man. And if you know about rap, anybody out there listening to rap, you know Flavor Flav was the greatest hype man out there. And ESPN, to me, is the hype man for the SEC. It just seems. Oh, that, I mean, they promote. <laughs> that is, on, that is absolutely me, true. No, that is absolutely true. The ESPN is definitely the hype man of the SEC. The SEC does no wrong. I mean, they spend a lot of coverage down there. You know, they also give, like, Paul Feinbaum a lot of, you know, you know who he's for. I mean, every week. I mean, it doesn't matter right. who it is, SEC, every week. And and you are right. I, I really think that it is um, ESPN is definitely the hype man. And I also believe that you, you say eight teams. I was looking at maybe six. Um because it does, you do have to be competitive. You know, you can't be number one and then shut it down and then, you know, just shut it down and be like, hey, you know, I might walk in at number five or number six. Right. You know, if you're number one, you got to stay there. And and I think that exactly. they should do it kind of like the NFL where you have the four and you have your two wild cards. And and I think that if you're number seven in the country, you could still have two losses, you know, depending on how things play out. You could be number six with two losses. Um, so I really think that, I think six, to me, is a good level. You know, you need to play pretty much the whole season. You know, I don't want people shutting it down at number one or two in the country. They shut it down knowing that they can walk in. No, you got to play to the end. And and I think that the top six uh, get in, and then the, the one and two have a bye, and it gives you something to play for. It's similar to the NFL. That's where a lot of guys are dreaming to strive towards. And, and, and it does give you an extra two games, which we would all love. But it's competitive. You got to play to get in that top six, and, and 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 like you said, you have the five power five conferences. Then you also may have a wild card. You know, what if someone, for example, like right now an American, you know, what if somebody like UCF went undefeated, but during that stretch, you know, let's just say they beat someone like a LSU, 
and they beat someone like a USC and a, um, and let's just say they beat someone like a Wisconsin on the way there. You know, who's to say that they don't deserve a shot too? Um, but they don't have a conference game either. So you know, I kind of I kind of would like to see just all the best teams. Uh, somebody, of course, anytime you're dealing with any type of selection committee, someone's gonna get left out. That's just a part of the game. But but I want to see that everybody who has a shot has a shot. Um, but I want to say I would say six. I don't know if necessarily eight is it, but it could be though. I mean, you never know how things pan out because you see some years you have no undefeated teams, some years you have two undefeated teams. In the past, you had three undefeated teams and one got left out. So it, it, it's kind of hard to determine the right amount. But I just feel six. Well, I mean, I, I like that concept, and uh, you know that I could go for that. And I know the American Athletic Conference would love that because they, they want to buy in, and I'd be happy because maybe, maybe somehow my Temple Owls will have a shot to get in at some point. So hopefully that comes around. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I'm your man JT. We got special guests in the building. My man Ron D. Arthur Williams. Hey, he's been featured in Black Enterprise. Of course, he's part of part of one of my groups, and we will be doing some work together here in the Chicagoland area, so you guys look out for us. Ron, what's your, what's your handle on Twitter? Let everybody know that really quick, and then we'll get back into the last part, last segment of our show. Okay, and you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram, same handle. It's uh, Before You Bank, all one word. So Before, B-E-F-O-R-E-Y-O-U-B-A-N-K. That's uh, Twitter and Instagram. Great, great, great. You also have a Facebook as well, correct? Absolutely, it's uh, R, comma R Williams, comma author. So, my name R Williams and author at the end. So that would be my uh, fan page. Uh, make sure you guys get in. You make sure you check out Ron. Of course, you can follow Rank Top Five Sports on Twitter. You can also like our page on Facebook, Rank Top Five Sports Talk Network. And if you're a Chicago native or you're somebody that loves Chicago sports, of course, we talk all all sports across America, ranked top five sports, Chicago 24-7. Make sure you jump in and check us out. Hey, I want to talk about the Oregon Ducks. Of course, we got the Heisman Trophy winner, Marcus Mariota. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was really shocked with the Florida State game. And, and Jameis Winston, of course, uh, is going to be coming out. But I want to talk about the Oregon Ducks. I <laughs> Finally, I think Duck fans are happy that their team is going to get some some national respect because everybody would just swear up and down that Alabama would destroy them in a title game. But now we're getting a chance to see the Ducks versus Ohio State. And it's actually a rematch from a few years ago from Rose Bowl. But um, what's your thoughts on the Oregon Ducks and uh, Marcus Mariota? I think Marcus Mariota, I really believe that he's a good quarterback. Um, I think that he is the perfect quarterback for that type of offense. You know, that type of offense where you got to get the ball out quick, you got to make a quick decision, and you got to do it every time. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, talk about that tempo, but you don't have really time to reset. I mean, you're operating at 100 miles an hour pretty much the whole time you're on the field. You know, you're, you're snapping the ball, you're uh, getting a snap, you're throwing it. After the play, you're running straight, straight back to the line, getting in formation, doing it all again. So I think that he's the perfect one for that offense. And a lot of people talk about, well, is he pro-ready? I've seen him make some throws that I didn't think were possible. Uh, he can make the short throws, the deep throws, the uh, mid-field throws. Um, he's been able to show me a lot. So I think that he'll do well on the next level. 
as long as he's with the right offensive coordinator. I think that that's going to be the biggest thing because when you go to the pros and, you know, you're not operating as fast, you know, you don't have the time to spread them out and keep them from, from realigning that quick. So for me, you know, it would be absolutely perfect if he could go somewhere like Philadelphia. You know, just go back with Chip Kelly. Wouldn't be too much of a learning curve for him. He would probably fit right in, and he probably would start um, right away, if you ask me. Well, I'm sure Eagle fans would be happy to see Marcus Mariota in a, in a, form, in a, in a Eagles uniform in Philadelphia, seeing that Chip Kelly, that's um, his particular offense. I, I like Oregon. I think they have a, like you said, it's a dink and dunk offense. Um I think Ohio State is going to be real physical with them in the game. I think that um, they're going to run that football. And I think that's where Florida State kind of got away from. They didn't really establish the run and maintain it because the best defense against Oregon is keeping that offense off the field. You have to keep them off the field. You have to keep Marriott off the field because they're going to reset. If your team is not used to that high tempo, you know, um, no huddle offense, you're going to have some issues. So, you know, it's going to be key for Ohio State to make sure. And I think with Cardale Jones, you know, it's funny seeing a third-string quarterback play at this level. I mean, the guy made some big throws. He made some big runs. And they can maintain those drives. They can maintain, uh, you know, keeping keeping Mariota on the bench. And I think that's where they need to do it. And I was a little, you know, surprised with Florida State that they couldn't get in the end zone when they win the red zone. I mean, they had some goal line. I couldn't believe I, I know Oregon defense is good. But they're not that great. Florida State's a national mm-hmm. champion, so I would have thought that they would have been able to punch that ball into the end zone. But, you know, things do happen. But before we get in, I want to talk about Jameis Winston, man. He's big. This guy has a lot of uh, things with him. I know you're a Florida State fan. we got to talk about Winston. Talk to me about your boy, man. i got to hear it. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think that right now with everything that he went through at Florida State, uh, I think that it, this is probably good timing for him to really, really pursue uh, the NFL. Now, we talked about Mariota uh, making all of the, uh, you know, being in the type of offense. I mean, pretty much you can put Jameis Winston anywhere, but you really have to mentor him. I really think that, you know, we could say, oh, he's doing a lot of kid stuff and things like that, but who's to say – that he's not doing this stuff on a regular basis and who's not saying it, and who's to say that this is not one-off stuff. You know, they're saying that he may go to Tampa Bay. Um, I think Lovey Smith would be good for him. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how he's going to deal with losing too much. I mean, when, when when Florida State was down, you kind of saw his demeanor. You know, he was trying to get his team motivated, but you could just tell in his face he was just really, really pissed. And let's just face it, in the, in the NFL, you're not going to win 14 – you're not going to win 29 straight games. I mean, not even the New England Patriots have done that. You know, not even Peyton Manning has done that. So you're going to have some point in time, you know, where you want to really have to – where you're really going to have to be able to deal with that. Good case is Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton was frustrated, as could be his first year, because he went from national title at Auburn to going to Carolina – and the record's not where it was, and you could just see it all in his face. And people questioned his leadership and things like that, and and, and, the, and it was just all about the way he wore it. The only thing that really, really bothers me, and I know that this is probably going to be a standpoint that most people haven't looked at, if I'm an NFL general manager, 
I'm not really worried about some of the off the field stuff because all of that's behind, you know, the the student union incident, the um, the sexual assault case, you know, all that's behind has been looked into a hundred million times and nobody's found anything different. So I'm not really worried about that. One thing I'm worried about is Jameis Winston doing the Michael Jordan, you know, just getting tired of football and be like, you know what, I'm gonna go play baseball. Like that's mm-hmm. the only thing that worries me. Because um, a team that's going, if if a team was interested to say, hey, we want you to be on our roster, you know, they may do the same thing next time. It's going to be like you either play football or you play baseball, and it's one or the other. We're not going to give you the flexibility to do both. And I just think that that would be the only thing that concerns me if I'm an NFL general manager is the fact that he may just say, you know what, I think I'm going to play for the Yankees, make even more money, you know, something like that. I, that's the only thing that concerns me. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've been a Winston fan uh, since last year, and a lot, he's gotten a lot of flack. And he's a young guy. And I had to comment people that Jameis Winston is a young guy. Uh, you know, 19, 20, between 19 and, and 22, 23, when you're in college, you do all sorts of foolish things. Now, I don't know, you know, the rape allegation. That's how, you know, anytime rape is involved, that's a, that's a harsh thing. Child molestation and rape oh, very uh, and, and abuse. Very you know, those are very serious allegations. Anytime anybody puts that on you, that's very tough. Um, you know, he's been exonerated on all, all you know, charges. So, you know, and I said this before, you're guilty until proven, you know, innocent in this country. That's pretty much how it goes. Let's just be real with now, that. You're guilty, you're guilty um, even if you're innocent in this country because they're still calling them, you know. I mean, Big Ben is the yeah. case, too. They still call him rapist, too. They still call James yeah. the same thing. You know, you had Norman yeah. China, no means no. Yeah, you're and that's, that's that's crazy. That's the way it is. Yeah, and and I, you know, I, I people I have heard a lot of people say, you know, that they wouldn't get with him because of the baggage. And I had to remind people, Peyton Manning, when he was at Tennessee, you know, if Twitter and Facebook was out during that time, and Instagram, we've seen a lot of stuff with with, with Peyton Manning, you know, when he was at Tennessee. But you don't hear about, you don't see it. The guy's young. He's going to make some mistakes. I don't like to compare people, you know, to, to people from the past. You know, he's going to be the next Ryan Leaf. Or he's going to be the next XYZ. We don't know. Every individual is different. So um, I think it would be in, the, you know, Lovey Smith, depending on, you know, I know they have a new offensive coordinator from the Atlanta Falcons just came over to Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Will Winston get out of Florida? You know, if, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't get out of – I don't think he will get out of Florida. I think Lovey Smith needs to draft him. I think the Florida fans will be highly upset if Jameis Winston got out of the state. Uh you know, they here at Marcus Mariota may be, they may be that pick, but I really think Jameis Winston is the kid. I think Florida is the best place for him right about now to play football. Also, what's, you know, really kind of put in the back burner is that this kid is all academic um uh, player. All I mean, this guy's been on all yeah. yeah, he's been on all academic team every year, all ACC, you know, since he's been there. Yeah. So, you know, this connotation that he's dumb. I remember the uh, McCarran's mom from Alabama went off on him when they beat Alabama. I mean, I mean when uh, they beat Auburn in the bowl, and she said, oh, you know, this kid, she sent out something on Twitter or whatever the case. You know, it's, this is a little ridiculous. This guy is smart. This guy's intelligent. He has a family structure in place, and I think he's breaking down that stereotype, you know, but they never talk about that. You know, we always hear about the stereotypical, no, you know, single parent, guy, mom, you know, no, this guy is actually doing some things out there. He has a strong family base. He's just goofy, 
what and right. what college kid, you know, I know when I was on campus, you know, I, I you know, say my alma oh, mater, I did some goofy things. You know, I did some really I feel, silly, I feel silly goofy things. goofy at times, you know. I mean, right. I mean it's <laughs> not necessarily out in front of the open in front of everybody, but, you know, everybody's yeah, different I mean, when the doors are closed, you know. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and like I said, with if I'm the NFL general manager, I'm, I'm honestly not worried about that. You know, my thing is, is, um, you know, I would look into maybe some of the company he keeps, so he's not, you know, the company doesn't bring him into their drama. Uh, that's exactly. one thing I would look into. And, and I'm going to tell you where I really believe would be perfect for Jameis. It would be a long shot, but the best place I think that Jameis Winston can go is sometimes far away from home, being around a mm-hmm. totally different atmosphere. If you were to put Jameis Winston in St. Louis, mm. that would be the team. They have pretty much everything you need in play except consistent quarterbacking. You know, Bradford right. continuously gets hurt. Uh, Austin uh, Davis, or Day, whatever his name is, um, he's on and off. I mean, but they can run the ball. I mean, they have, you know, Trey Mason. He pretty much took over for Zach Stacy. You know, they have uh, Tavon Austin, who, who's good on special teams and all that. All they're missing is quarterback play. And, and yeah. you know, I really believe that you take Jeff Fisher – and you put him on Winston, he's going to teach him a lot. He's not going to stand for the ignorance, but I really believe that they will win. Um, yeah. And they're in, the hard, they're in the hard division, but at the same time, St. Louis has proved that they can play with anyone. They're just missing quarterback and play. Now, if you were to put Jameis Winston in St. Louis, I mean, that, that St. Louis-Seattle matchup is prime time, you know. Yeah. Um, hey, Hey, I Ron, think that I'm that would be a real good quick. Place. Hey, no, go ahead. Hey, you know what? Hey, first of all, I want to thank you for being on the show. Our show is, hey, we come to a close, man. We, Ron, we got to do this again. We got to do a part two. So I'm going to have to have you into the show again. But, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Thank you for tuning in to Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Make sure you follow Ron, the author, William. I know you can Google him and make sure you download his book. Get it, people. Make sure you buy it. It's a great read. Uh, hey, Ron. Any final party thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I want to continue to wish you well um, on your sports talk. You know, have me back. This is one thing I can talk about all day as well. And, um, you know, everyone just stay in touch with me. Reach out to me. If you have any type of financial questions, either let me know. I either give you one or three things. I either give you the answer, find the answer, or tell you I don't know. Um, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, I am for financial empowerment for all individuals is based on my career, so if you have any questions or anything, reach out to me. If you can't get me, get JT, and he'll get me. So um, thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it, and everyone have a good weekend. Hey, everybody, have a great weekend. Hey, listen, I want to thank Ron, the Arthur Williams, for being in the building with us. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter as well. I want to thank um, all of our listeners today. We had a few people in our queue we didn't get a chance to get to, but uh, we will. Uh, I like to do short podcasts. I'm a short podcast guy. I don't like the whole hour-long thing. 
maybe 30 to 45 minutes, so we don't really go uh, an entire uh, whole hour a lot of times. But I want to thank Ron for being in the building. I want to thank the fans out there for listening. For those listening on demand, I want to thank you as well when you get a chance. You know, make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you follow our show. Again, big shouts out to the Frat House Sports Show, man. Hey, that's a great show, so make sure you check it out right here on blogtalkradio.com. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. Like our Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk network and hey we'll see you guys have a great weekend we'll be back on monday with our college football game day breakdown so we're getting this national championship thing in the building again this is ranked top five sports talk radio you guys have a wonderful weekend be safe and stay warm i'm your man jt last sign off j20 ranked top five blog talk sports radio